I um, I've been on a spiritual path for a long, long time. I've I've done I've had many adventures on my spiritual path. I've been to India. I've been to the jungles of the Amazon. I've tried different plant medicines. I listened to amazing healers and uh, channelers from all over the world. And, you know, this is something that I've always personally been very interested in. And um, never really, you know, uh, wanted to do anything with the information that, that I received other than how does this information impact my life that's really the only question that that uh, this has all been about for me how does this information I'm listening to make my life better in some way Um, and those around me because you know when I make my life better everybody's life around me gets better so you know I've just been like uh, trucking along for a long time, trucking along. I've got a great life, great friends. Been married for almost 30 years to a wonderful man. I have two amazing children. So yeah, life life is good. Life has been good for a long, long time now. And then January started to happen. January 2020 came in. And actually, I'm gonna even go back a little bit more. I remember last year at exactly this time on our equinox, uh, I was at a gathering and a channeler was talking about, you know, the upcoming year and all the different energies that were coming in and the world was going to change. And I, I just had this overwhelming feeling like I want to be a witness to this great unfolding. And I... I had no idea what 2020 was going to bring, but I knew something big was coming. And and even though I didn't know the details of it, I was like, I want to be a witness to this. I think everything I've learned and experienced has given me the tools to be able to look at life from a different perspective. A lot of what I just said is in hindsight, at the time, it was pretty much a simple thought of, I am going to be a witness to this unfolding. So now in January, although this timeline seems early for a lot of people, one of my daughters had uh, had sent me some information about what was going on in Wuhan and the virus thing started to come out and, um, you know, the energies were being ramped up and then I had this article come across uh, something I was reading online and it was about Trump and you know I had never been a, a Trump fan I've certainly never been a fan of politics of big government of big pharma all of these things always felt mm, like they, what did they feel like? They, they just felt like they were out of control and there was nothing we could do about it. Over a great number of years, 
um, I've had different conversations with people where we've all been like the government's broken, the healthcare system's broken, you know, this is not good, that's not good, but nobody, the money situation is like out of control, taxes, and, but I, nobody knew what to do with all of that. It's like, you know that there's this big elephant in the room and you know it's not working well and you can see the corruption in it, but you don't know what to do about it. Anyway, I think that was like the kind of awakening that sort of happened for me. It was like, oh, okay, no, this structure is coming down. This is what humanity has been waiting for, is for this big structure of governments all over the world and the corruption that has embedded itself within all of these big institutions. This was the time of the awakening and these were going to fall. So, then I ran across this article on Trump and some of the things that he was doing. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let me check that. So I went in and I actually watched an hour long clip instead of a two minute clip on what was being presented. And it blew me away. I was like, oh my God, this is, Trump is the guy that is going to, as I've come to understand it now, be like a character in this movie that is playing a part of bringing down this old world paradigm. I don't want to get into politics. This is not a left or a right thing. This is not a Democrat or a Republican thing. This is about good and evil. And that's what I want to talk to you about. And I want to talk with you. I want to invite as many people that would like to come forward and have a conversation with me on a podcast about how they understand what's transforming in the world. And even though it looks like it's a mess right now, that we have an opportunity as humanity to move forward. And how are we going to do that together? This is a time that, that we, as mass consciousness, when we look at things and understand how they're unfolding, that we can now start to make different choices about the world we live in. So, you know, on, on one level, that is the story of, of my, my like awakening. It was like, oh my goodness, something big is going on out there. So I've spent the last, the last nine or 10 months really, man, uh, researching, reading, finding out information, seeing what's going on in the background. And it is, it's so much, you know, and I really felt it on a physical level. 
I think all this, this energy was starting to hold in my body and I could feel it in my shoulders and my arms to a point that I went for a massage <clears throat> back in the summer for that brief window when uh, they were allowed to work again. And my massage therapist, you know, couldn't even lightly touch my arms. My, they, my arms were so inflamed and and the energy so raw in them. So I, I, you know, went to a healer and I got some help moving that energy. And I, you know, I, I've done many things over the year now so that I can keep my energetic system strong enough to handle all of this information that's coming in. And, um, you know, that was... That's on one level of awakening. How is this affecting us on a physical level? And I know it's affecting us all differently. But um, I, I think it's something we need to talk about. Also, my, my friends and my family, you know. Like I learned really fast, day one of the Great Awakening, do not let anybody know that you're excited about the future and that there's this great big change coming and that maybe, uh, you know, Trump has something to do about it because instantly division was caused, you know, and at that time I, I didn't know about the Q team and I, I didn't know a lot of stuff yet, yet at that point and I didn't understand, you know, why some of my closest friends uh, were like having such an adverse reaction to to the information I was finding out. But, you know, they did and we've had to back off and, you know, sort of put those relationships just on the side right now because, you know, we're, we're all going to assimilate this. We're all going to have it an understanding of this in our own way and our own time. And one of the biggest uh, reasons that I wanted to start this podcast was I needed somebody to talk to about this. I needed to know that there were other people out there in the world that were having the same kind of understanding of what was going on. And I'm not talking about the minutiae of it. I'm talking about the big picture of how we are now moving into the golden age. You know, in the Bible, they call it, well, it's the time of revelation. And we're moving into the Jubilee. So, you know, there's there's um, many types of terminology that are out there for what is unfolding in front of us right now. And uh, I would like for others to come and share their experience with me. We can have a conversation about, you know, where do you see this moving forward? Like, what do we see for humanity if, if the governments fall and if they change, what would that change look like? What would it, what would the changes in the world look like if we weren't governed with money the same way we are right now? What would the world look like if we all started supporting each other and really living from a place of love and compassion and kindness and caring? 
Um, and, and we're all going to have a little bit of different vision about what the world, what kind of world we want to bring into the now. And this is going to be like a big transition, guys. Like we're talking 10 years, you know, 10 years from now, we'll be looking back going, wow, what the heck happened, you know? And uh, look where we are now with our technology, with our medical with our um, interactions within community and family and each other. So I hope you'll join me. I think if any of you are, you know, at that point where you're really waking up to what's going on and it's really shocking to your systems and to your psyche and to your mentality and, and to everything that you've ever thought that the world was and and now you're seeing it differently you're going to want to talk to somebody you're going to want to hear somebody else talking about it and how they managed to navigate through this very very beginning part i mean i'm not suggesting i'm on the other side of anything i'm just suggesting that i want to walk through this next part of the path with other like-minded people and that we can, you know, share this. So thank you very much. Um, I hope you find value in what um, my podcast brings out and that it brings some ease and grace and joy and love and compassion into your life. Hi, Erin. I'm so happy that you could join me here today. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Fern. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, very good. So Erin, I would uh, invite you to let us know a little bit about yourself. Um, and um, then we're going to get into some conversation about the Great Awakening that is happening right now around us and you know a lot of people uh this is this is not a one day it's this one day it's that this is a multi-year unfolding and will continue to be a multi-year unfolding for many of us to really understand and and transform you know everything that's going on like we're moving into a new world with new governances and new monies and yeah new communities and yeah so go ahead please okay um so my name is Erin and uh I live in Lethbridge and I had the pleasure of meeting Fern a few years ago um we were at a conference together and uh that was one of the more pinnacle moments of changing things for me um, working with Jennifer McFarlane and just really understanding the value of belief and just really getting out of my comfort zone. Um, so a little bit about me, my background is uh, I've lived in three provinces. I'm now a mom of two little girls, uh, settled down. My background was social work professionally. And as of December, 2019, I realized that my calling 
had been all along to basically run my own business. And uh, so I left on a stress leave from my job, which I really loved working with seniors. I was tired of being gaslit by my boss, stood up for myself, went on a stress leave, and it was actually the best timing ever because that was in December of 2019. And by the time COVID hit, I was in the best spot maybe ever in my life in terms of calm and being able to be aware and be a rock for my family when COVID shook us all. Yeah. And uh, I have dealt with mental health issues my most of my life. Um, I wasn't diagnosed with ADD until I was 35. But um, in those four years, I've really come to understand what was behind my depression and anxieties. And uh, I was just living in overdrive. And I know that this, my, uh, my spiritual world was missing and I was seeking it out in a variety of ways and, and um, ended up finding my place. And uh, it has done wonders for me ever since. Um, but more importantly is the people I surround myself with. And I really realized how toxic the world was getting um, when you just listen to what you're being told. And so I think it's been about, oh geez, how many years has it been? 2000 and I bet you 2014, 15, my husband and I stopped watching the news yeah. um, easily that long, if not longer. And he started following a lot of people online and YouTubes and stuff. And I knew that I just couldn't stand listening to the same narratives over and over. And it was very negative and there was always an agenda and it was very strange, even in the simpler days of non-COVID, right? And I could just see through the BS and I thought my life's better off without knowing the news. And so I got my news from social media and the people that were in my world. And that's what really I surrounded myself with. After my second daughter was born in 2015, she had an awful lot of issues um, uh, with colic. And we literally spent that first whole year just searching for ways to help her feel better. And uh, it was actually cranial sacral therapy that saved us. And I realized the power behind energy healing. I, I, I'd known about it before, but seeing it, witnessing it with my own eyes and meeting the key people that helped us literally move her skull plates back into place so that she was no longer experiencing headaches. So you can imagine a brand new newborn baby. And not only did they work on Brianna, she worked on me and realized how many things were out of alignment in my body in my pelvis and also in my neck and it probably been there for life and so when I started to realize and research all that stuff I was like huh fascinating and I'd never been a medicine person anyway I've never been the person to be like take pop Tylenol when you have a headache like I'm and I'm just not that person I'm not against it but I just am not and uh I've always been very interested in the underdog so I take a look at politics and sports and all sorts of stories and movies and I was like I just always would cheer for the underdog I was not a mainstream person I and I'm like why am I such a black sheep what the heck is wrong with me and then when I realized it and I met people like Jen and you and 
and uh, Jean and everyone. And I was just like, I am a purple sheep, damn it. I am not a black sheep. I am like dancing with my homies and my sparkle pond. And that is what it is. And with a lot of ups and downs with depression and stuff, my confidence had really wavered. And I realized that I was letting all of these feelings of inadequacy hit me. And it was almost because I knew I was coming into something that was a really strong awakening of what the world is really about. And I had listened to documentaries and I'd watched things, but I was piecing things together for like never before. And it wasn't until 2015 when I really started to piece together some of the really horrific political stuff going on down in the US. And once I saw what I saw and learned what I did, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it, it basically, it was like, something has to change. We have to speak up about this. We have to talk about this. We have to talk about the trafficking. We have to talk about what's happening to children. We have to talk about what is going on in the world. And this is not about just, you know, an election. And not, not only that, I realized that by the time, by the time COVID hit, I literally had only been afraid of it for about a week, two at max. And my husband and I would have those conversations. And I mean, the scariest part was my kid, my daughter was in grade three at the time and having to go pick up a bag at the school. And it looked like almost like a morgue in there. It was like black bags lined up in schools in lines because at that time we couldn't touch anything. And it was like, go in and grab your daughter's shoes and boots and stuff from there from their that bag and it was just that thought of it was I'll have to show you the picture I wrote something about it on Facebook I was like I didn't know it was coming right because they projected it and made it sound like it was like literally the end of it's like the Spanish flu yeah and (laughs) I was afraid of course I had a four-year-old at the time and an eight-year-old and just trying to do my thing and uh, luckily my husband's able to work all through it and work from home and vice versa But then I started to clue into a lot of things and I've always been an underground researcher and the more people I met, the more people I talked to, and I just realized that my spiritual awakening was happening alongside of this. So it's been really beautiful. I totally believe in the ways of now, when I coach, I, I'm, I'm a health and life coach myself. And what I help people understand is it doesn't matter what you represent as your say as you're a God necessarily. If you have a connection with that, which is greater. For me, it is definitely Jesus. I am a Christian and I was baptized as such. And I have something that's my anchor and that's what holds me strong. But I don't expect everyone else to abide by that. If anything, I just want them to have their own anchor because right now we are being shoved aside flying back and forth and it it, there's no balance there's no stability Mm -hmm. and I think the scariest part of living right now is that the only certainty is uncertain the only certainty is uncertainty and for people who don't have a foundation and they don't have a background in dealing with mental health struggles, or they maybe haven't experienced that much grief or loss in their life, this is shaking them the most because things were tickety-boo before in terms of what to expect. Like you could just carry on. And now, I mean, everything from grocery shopping to um, even just not even be able to see your neighbors is so different. 
And the other hardest part is that there are so many of us awakening to what is really going on. And we're so frustrated and angry that everyone else is asleep, but we're trying to be respectful of everything, follow the rules, but also follow the law. But the more I read about it, it's not even law. Like they're breaking the law by doing all of these restrictions. And so then there's also the, the censorship aspect and, and, and having to live in a closet because you have the wrong think in some people's eyes. And so that part is really hard. Um, my daughter's nine and her name's Cassie oh, and she's a smart cookie. And so is her little sister who's five. But the things that she has figured out at nine years old and has said or witnessed or how she has to bite her tongue because she knows that so much of this is a lot of it is fabricated and and the narrative is too convenient like she calls us out on stuff you know and I'm grateful for that I'm grateful that our kids are strong enough and um understanding that open-mindedness but I also am scared for them and I'm I'm sad for them well, that's, you know, um, excuse me, I, I was just uh, wanted to bring up a point about, about this. I had a realization, like when we talk about people being asleep or, you know, and following the rules and masking and, and everything, and, and there is a certain level of frustration, you know, it's like, come on, guys, you know, or, or when I get told off on Facebook because I post something. So the... The thought that came the other day is, um, you know, when you're in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and someone tries to say, hey, you might want to look at this and you just don't get it at all. You're like, no, Mm -hmm. my husband wouldn't do that. Or no, my wife isn't doing, you know, but you, it's like the rest of uh, like, so many people are in this abusive relationship within the system where they really hate everything that's going on, but they don't realize that it is uh, unhealthy, that they are yeah. in abu- an abusive relationship. I think I no. said that now like five times, but, and our children, just like always when I was growing up and my mom like I lived in a dysfunctional family really like mm-hmm. everybody else I know I don't have met that utopian family yet but I kids know kids know and, and I'm so glad that of course your daughters are in tune and they know and they have you to talk about it because I yeah. couldn't go to my mom and and have no. any kind of conversation there so that's that's really a good thing that's happening is that as people are realizing uh that this world is not what they thought it was that no just it just isn't that i i think that mm -hmm. um so i'm uh i'm on the cusp of millennial so i'm not i'm an 81 and I I don't like to brand myself as a millennial but I'm like not Gen X right right in the middle so I'm going to be 40 this year and it's interesting because um the number 40 gets talked a lot about in the bible as we know and I just have been listening to some some um 
videos and things, but just thinking about like, I'm going to be 40 this year. And my husband is too. And when my mom and dad turned 40, I mean, we had a party for them. I remember it. I was, you know, however old and I have so many girlfriends and like my other friend just turned 50 and my, my best friend is having a baby and the, the dad can't even go in and get the prenatal appointment with her because he can't be in the room or there's too many people. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. My neighbor just had a baby and is two months old. I haven't even seen him yet. Only on pictures. So it's, it's that kind of thing that I feel like if we don't wake up to this, um, and, and I, I can't stand the word in the new norm, the new normal, I refuse to have a mask on me at all times. And I have actually stood up for myself a couple of times. Um, and walked out because I don't have to. I and the one, the one young girl that did this to me. Oh, I was angry. And then I had it happen the other day. I was just getting some something simple at Shoppers Drug Mart, and the cashier decided to get in with me on it. And I'm like, Do you think we haven't given up enough? She actually used the words, Well, if you would have seen how many people that are dying of this, you change your tune because my daughter actually isn't like a nurse. And of course I can imagine that, but I'm thinking in my head, change my tune. How many months has it been? And my five-year-old has not been able to play with her little neighbors or my nine-year-old crying because she hasn't seen her best friend except for on a screen or half of her face. That's what bugs her. She's, get this, in my kid's school, they separate the school classes. So she's in a grade four or five split. They have lines of chalk on the, on the field fern. They have lines of chalk of where the kids are allowed to go and where they aren't. Yeah. This is Canada. This is, this is 2021. We are boxing our kids into that. And so her friend is now way at the other end of the schoolyard. She never gets to see her because they said the grade fours and fives were spending too much time together. I know. And I, I have no words for my daughter except empathy. And like, I just, I just want to punch something like we literally have a punching bag. I'm so grateful. Um, and my girls are both little ninjas. And so there's a lot of Taekwondo and kicking and stuff in our house, but isn't that alarming? It is. And I, that, that's what I don't understand. You know, it's like when COVID came all of a sudden, everybody got to make up rules it's like mm -hmm. what's that about and they all they were rules that are oppressive and domineering they're not gentle rules at all you know no. and <clears throat> like I haven't been out skiing I live in Banff and we oh. had the best snow <laughs> like this winter and um I haven't been up to the hill because I will not wear a mask I just I will not wear a mask and right you know i have been into a couple of stores uh that you know um that i've left because i didn't have the mask on but i have to say like 99 just like 99 of people recover from covid 99 mm -hmm. of of stores and and social interactions have have not been bad like I'll yeah. go into a store and they'll look at me and I'm like, I have a, an exemption. And they're like, okay, no problem. And then I can go about my business. And, you know, it, it, it's hard. Like, 
especially in the beginning, I'd have to take a deep breath before I went in because I don't like to experience that type of social outcasting. I know. It's a really, it's a vibration that comes from like my belly, right? It's like, ooh, going against the crowd. And, um, and so I'd, I'd take a deep breath and I'd go in and then it'd be okay. And I'd be like, okay, they didn't kill me. They didn't beat me up or whatever I thought might happen or, you know, and I try to limit myself to the stories I listen to about those harsh, aggressive actions happening to people because then it imprints it in my mind. And mm-hmm. that's not what I want to bring in. I want to bring in that. I want to bring in that when I walk down my street and I'm the only one that does not have on a mask, that in my mind, half of those people are awake and the other half could care less. And so that's been my experience because I, I just want to throw this in too, is my husband who's fully awake knows this is, um, This is all about the change that's happening in the world and how we are bringing these big structures down. He's walking down the street, totally masked and proud of it. He just like flipping loves his masks, you know, and I, and I don't have on a mask. Yeah. So then I, I, that led me to wonder about other people that are still masking but they, they're really quite aware. They're not in a place of fear about it. They're not, um, you know, they're probably ones online that are sharing all kinds of good information, but they just haven't found that courage to go against the crowd. Yeah. So I think to myself, when they see me without a mask, maybe they'll go, oh, look at how brave she is. Maybe if she's okay without a mask, maybe I'm okay without a mask. So it's this whole you know, opening myself up to a level of acceptance with others that are out there. Other, other fellow souls, my neighbors, my friends, my family, you know? I know. Yeah. Isn't it bizarre that we are actually so obsessed in having the conversation about the ability to breathe fresh, clean air is what we're fighting for. This is, what? This is not, it, it boggles my mind. And I think about it when I see my five-year-old wearing a mask and Ryan and I both say it, we're like her in a mask. It is the saddest thing. Whenever I see kids, when I see people driving in cars with kids, I'm like, what? And, and the hardest part is that it's proven. There is statistics, there are science, there are studies. There are so, so many people who are talking about the dangers of long-term use of masks yeah. and that they won't look at it because of who the deliverer of the message is. Yeah. And I'm sorry, like I have a boosted immune system because I do that every day. I put vitamins and supplements and good food in my body and I detox constantly because that is how I live my life. If people really wanted to work on their health, They'd focus on the fact that we're vitamin D deficient, especially in Canada. And there's not enough sunlight. I listened to natural, a natural doctor today talking about zinc and vitamin D and vitamin C. And it just, the simplicity behind this. And 
I guess the other thing is I just know too much from the research that I've done that I have people who are questioning and I can tell, but I feel like I'm going to put a fire hose on them and I don't want to do that. Right. And I have um, groups that I'm a part of that I've come across and I'm asking those questions like what what documentary was it that was the pillar for me? What, what was it? What video was it for me? And everyone has a different lens and experience as a social worker. I absolutely get that, especially, and as a coach. So I'm like, huh, if I was starting at level zero, because I literally feel like I'm at like level 1500, because it's been six, seven years of living this way with this understanding and surrounding myself with people like you and and, and all over the world too, which is beautiful. That is one thing about technology. Like we got tribes all over the place of people who get it and see it and feel it and know it. And yet we're the ones being in the closet. Yeah. We're the ones being silenced. And it, it just, it's so, um, you know, I'm disheartening to, you know, bring that back to that abusive relationship, because when, you have a friend who is in an abusive relationship. You mm-hmm. can't come on too hard to them. They'll just mm-hmm. turn you off. And I feel like mm-hmm. it allows me, well, it allows me to hold a level of compassion and kindness and gentleness towards that person because I really understand that they just really yeah. don't understand. Yeah. And so I hold no 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 angst I mean yeah there's moments (laughs) you know but for the greater part within me for my peace and well-being I don't um I know that they will find what they need to find when it's their time yes and so I continue to share information I continue to want to have this conversation on a like you said, on a worldwide scale, this is the first time that humanity has had access to each other to know that the people in Russia want this, this new world as much as we do. We're tired of, you know, the communists, the socialism, the, the, we're tired of being slaves. That's all. Mm -hmm. We, we just want to be free, sovereign people. And you know, that brings so much strength to this conversation when you can open up and connect to Mm -hmm. the whole world, because we're all going. This isn't about the states. This isn't about even you and me. I mean, we're there. We're ready to walk forward. And um, yeah, I I love it. I love it. It's, It's a massive undertaking and it's a responsibility, I guess, at this point um for us to be that rock i hate to say safe space but to hold space for people right and um not to take it personally when they reject us or get angry or it takes them months when we think it should take days um because i think about when i like okay i'm just gonna flat out say it the fall of the cabal that series there's yeah. 10 videos on there that Janet Ossergaard explained explicitly. And it's stuff that I had like, you know how you do a jigsaw puzzle 
yeah. and you got the <laughs> corner pieces and you're like what's that missing side piece it's under the table it's shoved in the couch where is it right yeah. and after watching that and then a couple of other ones um I I just I'm like oh wow the puzzle the puzzle I it it's building and yeah it's a liberating feeling because you just you, it's hard not to feel like you're being gaslit by the information you're reading but at the same time you're like well everyone else is being gaslit and so and it's just it's calm it's combat yeah and it's spiritual warfare it is at it its is. worst you know and but I mean when we think about our predecessors and what they had to face um the, i guess the big thing that gets me is that there are people in this world holocaust survivors who have actually been on record saying what's happening here guys open up your eyes yeah. and if they're being censored um i'll say this there was a 85 year old woman that went to church in uh Manitoba I seen that yeah tell me about and it. she was ticketed yes by the local RCMP because she went to church a place she'd gone her entire life yeah. and they found her on a camera they tracked her down and the local police chief made the decision and they went in there and they ticketed her $880 what I know she was a World War II survivor. She escaped. Her story is incredible. And it was the pastor that actually came on and started speaking about this. And he just, oh, it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you got to be a real, like, how are you that indoctrinated to not understand common sense? Indoctrination is one thing. But to go to that length and that to that extent, because you're being told to. Yeah. A little lady who's 85 goes to church like. And, and you know, that officer, like that whole police department, they've got to look at themselves when they go home and look in the mirror and face their families. Oh, honey, I had a great day at work. Yeah, I got this 85-year-old woman who went to church. I'm like, oh my goodness, guys, you're gonna you're gonna have to look at this. And I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because it's... we're seeing a lot of examples like that that are out there online. And yeah. um I'm like, we we got to come back to personal responsibility. I need to be personally yes. responsible for my health, for yes. my health. Then I don't need to be afraid. I am like a strong, healthy woman out in the world. I'm not sick. I'm not spreading anything. No. And then we need to be responsible for, you know, all layers of our existence. Yeah. And that our jobs. Mm -hmm. our family interactions and so this is it's it's coming back you know people got to find this power within themselves they to do. set themselves free and I you know it was the fall of the cabal that was my um, was really when I like you said the puzzle all the pieces came together and it's so amazing how social media can go on and not social media excuse me but you know, the nightly news, CNN, 
yeah. um, and say, oh, we, de we debunked that. And the world goes, oh, and then every time it's brought up, they're like, oh, no, that was debunked. I, yeah. You know, I'm like, Joe Rogan, that was debunked? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, you're an intelligent man that talks to people all over the world and you and your buddies are like, oh yeah, you know, Biden likes to sniff little girls. And then they laugh about it. And I'm like, oh my God, guys, seriously. The pictures and videos are there. And I, I guess that's what makes it so scary is that people are that attuned to what, how regular abuses of kids, yes. how sexual abuse is so pervasive in our culture that we don't stop to think that that is strange. Right. And yeah. this is his, his son is proven. We've seen what he looks like. We've seen what he's done. Like, and it's not allowed to be talked about. Yeah. Yet. I mean, let's just face it. Trump could buy some ice cream and they'd be talking about how fat he is for four months. Like that's what my husband and I keep saying. Like the, you can't do anything, yeah. but he kept fighting and, and I'm sorry, but the trafficking thing for me is, is where I, I draw the line. Like if, if they were a part of that and complicit in that and the Wayfair and everything else, and, and you just have to use your critical thinking skills. <laughs> you just yeah. have to put two and two together that yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. And you and gotta so, feel it inside. Because yeah. it's so unbelievable. And yet they show it to us in movies and they, you know, they yeah. uh, but we don't have we think that's not reality. And the world we're living in is not reality. And I want to create reality. I want to create a world where you know, maybe this stuff will show itself, but then it's dealt with. It's dealt yes. with. That's, yeah. that's all, you know? Yeah. Um, Justice I for... I mentioned this on other podcasts, but, you know, there was a time when I was being sexually abused by a family member. And I went to the police and I went to the church and they sent me home with him. So where else is it happening? Is it happening in my neighbors? Nobody will talk about this. And that therefore we are allowing this to happen. 20 years later, I uh, brought him to court and charged him. There was more than 20 of us. And he got four years, four years. And do you know the, how hard that is to relive? Like we need to, when this is happening, we as humanity have to say, no, I was the victim. We need to protect our children. We need to protect our women, you know? And yeah. Otherwise, we're, 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 yeah, we're, it's messed up. It's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Having conversations like this, though, is, is releasing things out into the energy, into the universe. And, and there are amazing conversations going on out there. Yeah. Um, 
I, uh, it is, well, that would be my doggy just shaking away there, rusty. And amazing how animals know. Mm. They just feel energy, right? So much too. I, I did some incredible coaching with um, a mentor of mine as a client. Um, she helped me tremendously. I'm actually going to say who she is. Her name is Maureen uh, Gates Fulbert. And she has a business called Head to Heart Coaching. And she helped me understand what was stuck up here energetically was like, and where it was stuck in my body and helped me release a lot of things between, um, it was over the fall. And one of my sessions was so powerful, I had a panic attack. That stuff is real, you guys. And, And it is, it is, it is stifling how um, hard it is to release some of this stuff. But once you do the freedom that you feel from that, and then you know you're just there, there to help other people. And it opens up a space inside of you. And I feel that's the space that yeah. can heal and be strong and invite yeah. more in. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Now, um, can you define, uh, you know, maybe give us three minutes of, you know, people are going to start coming to you, Aaron. People are going to need help putting the pieces of this puzzle together mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And, you know, what can you offer them besides a beautiful, loving space, which I know <laughs> your heart holds? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, uh, as a as a mom, um, I have an awful lot of understanding and I will say empathy for women who are stuck in such a upheaval, um, right now. And also trying to manage it all with kids. Some are just having their babies or there's toddlers at home, or they're trying to, they had to homeschool there for a while. They still had to put meals on the table. So my program is called you matter first. And I really love to focus on parents um, and men and women um, are going through this. I know there are so many dads who just feel lost and silenced right now. I have a strong background in um, understanding kind of mental health first aid through my social work. And um, I really understand where stress impacts everything. Yeah. It impacts our day-to-day life, all of our sleep, our eating habits, um, our relationships, who we feel we are, our self-concept, our work, our our ability to, to give. And a lot of it comes back to that complete overwhelm feeling that I'm just giving all the time. My cup is constantly running dry, plus I'm being pounded into the dirt by all these restrictions and you just feel like you're just about to sink. Yeah. And so I want to help people refill their cup. You matter first is all about that. I have really like to help people with understanding how digestion really works, um, how stress affects us on such a pervasive level of, um, so that our, our weight is affected, our energy levels are effective. So during my 12 week program, we really show, Um, how to transform those stresses into vibrant energy 
And I do that through lasting habit change and just behavioral patterns. So that's one thing I really love to do. I love to connect with people. I love to um, hear their stories and be that ally that can uh, stand alongside them as, as a mom who's in the fight as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. So Erin, I'd like to put your contact information um, yeah. in my, uh, in my show notes. So um, if you would just like to say, you know, uh, tell me right now, and then I will put that information beneath the audio. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, my, um, my business is called Evolving Life Coaching Limited. And I have a website of www.albertahealthcoach.com all together. And uh, my phone number is 587-220-2268. And on Instagram, you can find me as L at Alberta Health Coach. And uh, I have a face two Facebook groups as well that I can send you. Um, one is called Evolving Life, and the other is Epic Eating with Erin. So I'd like to span social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today and um, for all that you are going to, well, that you are currently bringing, the clarity, the holding of space, the knowing that this is all going to work out. You know, thank you for, for bringing that forward. And, you know, people reach out. This is how we can support each other. Reach out to Erin. Let her help you with some of these things so that your life can be better for you and your family. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Fern. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>